What's going on, everybody? Appreciate you hanging out here for the Week 8 Fantasy Q&A. My name is Justin Boone. I'm the lead fantasy analyst at The Score. And as always, a lot of moving pieces this week, a lot of stuff going on. The injuries actually aren't too bad. On Friday morning, I go over all the injuries with a, a fine-tooth comb. And it wasn't that bad when I was going over. I know we've had some really huge ones in the last week or so with Brees Hall going down and, and Jamar Chase. And, you know, it, it hurts every time one of those superstars goes down. So that sucks for sure. And, and that makes it seem like there's a ton of injuries. But this week, not as bad of a list as it has been in some of the previous weeks. And I'll be touching on all my thoughts on Jamar Chase being out and how long that could be for and maybe even longer than what they're saying. Who knows? I'll be talking about uh, Kadarius Tony and that trade. I'll be doing all that during the Friday afternoon show when we also recap all those injuries. But I imagine we'll get some questions about that stuff in here today. I'm sure it's going to come up. So feel free to ask about that if you want. And then just the usual reminder that my rankings, trade value charts, start, sit, stash, quit, all my content over at The Score, it's all designed to help you answer these lineup questions. So a lot of it can be figured out by looking at the, those different pieces and then trying to look at your team and, and sort all that stuff out, especially the flex rankings. I'll point to that because I get a lot of questions that are across positions that are, you know, should I start this running back or this wide receiver? And I do a top 150 each week at PPR, half PPR and standard. And it's running backs, receivers and tight ends all up against each other. So I think you could use that to help figure out some of those. I don't know if people even realize that those rankings are in there, if they're still asking just because they want my opinion and see if I can give them more information on it than just the rankings. But uh, just remember, that's in there, too, if you're trying to figure those things out. But regardless, let's get to your questions here. We will jump in, and I know who I got to go to first. It is Juice. We are going to you first. I know you. I think you must have changed your name because your name now is at I love Justin Boone. And you messaged me this morning to see if you could get the question in here. So I had to go to you first. How you doing? Boone. Good to talk to What's you, man. Up? Long time listener, uh, first time caller. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm kind of in a bit of a pickle this week. Uh, I, I traded Saquon Barkley last week for Jamar Chase and Andrews. And Ouch. got a lot of. <laughs> yeah, it was before last week's game. So kind of hurts now. But. Um, got a lot of people on by, and I'm basically considering Romeo Dubs or Kareem Hunt in the flex. It's a standard league. I could also drop somebody and pick up Woods to stream them, but um, like I, I think I'd have to drop Dubs. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of it's kinda it's a bad really situation. tough one with. Yeah, with Alan Lazard out, it's a particularly tough one right now, right? Because. The matchup is terrible for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been saying all these cryptic things about being unhappy with different teammates and guys that aren't producing shouldn't be out there. We should be giving opportunities to other guys. And a lot of people have pointed at Dobbs as the guy that he's sort of focusing a lot of that on based on what we're seeing on the field too, right? So that's why I'm concerned. I even put Dobbs as, I put him as a sit and start sit stash quit this week. I even put him as, as a guy you consider dropping, which you would think is almost unheard of when Alan Lazard is going to be out this week, but the matchup is so tough in this one. And then maybe Lazard will be back at that point. And I'm just worried that Rogers is kind of souring on him and that he's not going to get a ton of opportunity. And even if he does, it's going to be in this incredibly difficult matchup against that bills defense this week. So that one scares me. But then on the other side of it, 
Kareem Hunt, it seems like they're not giving him as much work in the last few weeks. And I wonder if that's because they're sort of trying to set up a trade potentially and they don't want to see him get hurt. Because before that, he was getting like 15 touches a week and he wasn't always coming through with huge fantasy numbers. Maybe found the end zone and gave you a good day. But, you know, often he was still giving you 60, 70 yards from scrimmage. And now in the last few weeks, it's gone right down. So he's a guy that you could stash, but I wouldn't feel overly confident playing him either. So it's it's really tough at this point. I would play Woods this week. I probably would just drop Romeo Dobbs for Woods. But there's another complicating factor there too, and that's Ryan Tannehill's health. Because Tannehill hasn't been practicing. They said he was limited on Thursday. Apparently, he really didn't do that much at all at practice Uh, Malik Willis has taken most of the the snaps there right now. So if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play, that passing attack just goes completely down the drain for the Titans. And it's going to be Malik Willis and Derrick Henry trying to run the ball and get the win this week. So there's a lot of factors here. I'm sorry to say none of those guys are, are great options for you. So it would be almost like just grabbing names out of a hat for me in terms of picking. I'd probably go between the two receivers based on what we've seen from Hunt recently. Um, and right now, it does seem, if I had to project it at the moment, I'm still projecting that Tannehill's going to play based on what they're saying. So I would go Woods over Dobbs. But, man, yeah, you are in a, a very tough spot. I wish I had a, a better solution for you. <laughs> it's all good. Um, appreciate the advice. Um, me and my my buddy Mo, love your work. And uh, whenever we're, we're with a tough decision, we just say, WWBD, what would Boone do? So, uh Nice. Appreciate well, it. So I have a I have a team where I'm trying to figure out a, a desperation flex this week too, and I'm kind of hoping that we're going to get some piece of news pop up over the next 24, 48 hours here with all the injuries that maybe we'll get one of those sneaky late week starts, like uh, you know, Deion Jackson getting a start for the Colts when we found out that Taylor and Hines were going to be out, something like that. So. If we get that, don't worry. We'll be talking about it over the next couple of days, and that player will be going way up in my ranks, and hopefully you can pick them up. All right. I'll keep an eye out. Thanks, Boone. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good luck. I, I feel bad I don't have all the answers all the time, unfortunately. I wish I did. We're going to go to Denise next. It is tough. Sometimes there's those situations. I have them on my own teams where you just end up in a spot where you don't really want to play anybody. I have that team, for example, that I'm talking about where I'm trying to figure out a flex. I picked up Julio Jones uh, last night before the game just to see, ah, maybe he'll do something. I didn't put him in, and then he ends up scoring a touchdown. I probably should have played him. But anyway, what are you going to do? Denise, how are you? I'm great, Justin. Thanks for all you do. Well, I appreciate you following. I know you've been following and asking questions for a while, for, so I appreciate that. For many years. Um, before I ask my question, I've got to ask you this, Justin. I believe you're from Canada. Why are so many fantasy analysts from Canada? <laughs> are there that many? Are there, I know uh, there's uh, Sal uh, from 4 for 4, who's Canadian. I'm trying to think. There's, Who am I forgetting? Pat, Pat, Mayo, Ma- Pat Mayo. There's Chris Meany. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris Meany. Yeah, Chris Meany, who I used to, used to do the TV show with. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. and a lot of pretty good ones that we're naming there, too. A lot of... A lot of great analysts, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have the answer for it. I always assume, like, I grew up on a border town, right? Like, I grew up, I was born in Niagara Falls, so I was sort of, like, into American, you know, I looked at sports always kind of from the American perspective. I wasn't, like, hockey first when I was a kid like everybody else. I love football and basketball and everything like that, and I became a Bills fan at a, a very young age, so yeah, uh, maybe that had something to do with it for, for me, you know, falling in love with football and then 
fantasy being so prevalent when it comes to to football. But yeah, I'm not anyway. sure that I have a, an answer on that one, unfortunately. All right, my real question. Um, so I have the fortunate or unfortunate situation to have Michael Carter and James Robinson. And it's an easy decision this week, right? Based on, yep. on the comments. But I am going to look to trade one of them, which I'll have to figure out just because I don't want to face that decision every week. Which one to start? I'm not playing that guessing game. But it led me to want to ask you this question. Are there any backfields, not a three-headed, but a two-headed backfield that you you feel good about starting both of them in the same week? And And should I keep them both? Is there a potential I can play them both? I, at this point, I mean, depending what you're going to be able to get for either of them, which I'm guessing pro- you're probably not going to get that much for either guy right now. People are going to want to figure out how it's going to all play out. Um, so I don't know what you're really going to get in return or if you've gotten any offers already. But if I were to keep one of them, I talked on Tuesday's show when the trade first happened and I said that they were really close to my rest of season rankings at that point, And I was kind of leaning towards Robinson because you know, why else would they rush out and get another back immediately right after the Brees Hall injury? They go out and make a trade. That tells me that they don't feel that confident in Michael Carter. But then as we saw some of the comments this week and stuff, it seems like we are going to look at probably a committee and probably one where Carter's going to get a lot of the receiving work and, you know, Carter already knowing the system there. And the biggest thing is the health concerns with James Robinson and we saw him start the season really strong and then he's kind of faded since then. So then you worry coming off the Achilles as he's sort of losing some juice and, you know, he started the season off strong and now, you know, the, the leg's not as strong or something like that's coming up and is slowly going to have him continue to fade here. So if I had to pick between them, I would rather have Carter rest the season. It is pretty close. It could go either way. I would probably hang on to both of them. Now, your question about how many backfields are there out there where you would play both guys? I mean, up until this week, I would have said the Cowboys backfield, like Pollard was right in that mix as a low-end RB2 with Zeke kind of being in a similar range. Zeke out this week, now Pollard skyrockets up into the top 10. There's really not that many backfields out there at the moment. Like you would have thought before the season, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but A.J. Dillon's really gone, you know, taking a back seat there. So you're not going to do that. You know, there's really not any other backfields. I'm trying to look real quick here to think if there's anybody else. Like, even when you look at David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert at the moment, they're both, it's kind of like their values are suppressed because they're both getting touches and because of that hot hand approach. It's not vaulting both guys up into a range where you feel really comfortable playing them. So if to answer your question, if I had to trade one of them, I would try to trade Robinson. I don't know how excited people in your league are going to be about trading for him or Carter at this point. So you might want to hold on to them for a week and see. And worst case scenario, if we do have another injury, at least you have the Jets backfield locked down if yep. something else happens there. Thank you, Justin. No worries. Good luck. Hope you're either able to find a trade partner there or hope that Jets backfield continues to produce. The offensive line there, very shaky at the moment. They had a lot of injuries. And, uh, you know, that was kind of swept under the rug when Brees Hall went down that Elijah Vera Tucker lost for the season. So a lot of injuries on that offensive line, which could also impact the success of that running game. Monib, how you doing this hey, week? Hey, how's it going, Justin? Doing all right. Um, So in the past week, I, I was involved in um, three trades. Um, summary of the three trades is I got rid of Derek Henry, Brandon Cooks, and I got Alvin Kamara. 
um, Keenan Allen and Jerry Judy. So right now, my RB2 spot has been A.J. Dillon since Elijah Mitchell injury in week one. Okay. I picked up Hines this week, and it's still it's still not not a great um, running back to start. Um, I also have Mark Andrews. Do you think you think it's a great idea to trade Mark Andrews for like an RB one like Swift or um, I don't know um, Aaron Jones? Like you think like one for one trade would be great. Um, I have Gerald Everett on the bench. Um, you know I think he's. I think he's um, tight end seven or eight um, so far this season in terms of fantasy points. Uh, this is a half PPR um, league. What do you think? So I do like Everett quite a bit, especially with Mike Williams out here for the next month or so. I think Everett can do a lot of the the big bodied stuff, a lot of the red zone stuff that Mike Williams was doing. So I do think his numbers are, are going to go up here. I think he's going to continue to produce pretty well, but... Even with the injury last night, even with the recent injuries, I would have such a hard time trading Mark Andrews. I mean, the the value that you get from having one of those tight ends, one of those top two guys, whether it's Kelsey or whether it's Andrews, it is hard to match that. And I just feel like, you know, come playoff time when we assume that Mike Williams will be back at that point. So now Everett won't be as valuable you're really going to want to have Mark Andrews in your lineup. And I know people got excited about Isaiah likely stepping in last night and putting up good stats, but all that tells me is somebody that has Mark Andrews in a lot of leagues is man, what a game Mark Andrews was going to have if he stayed out there, right? He played the first couple snaps, had three catches for 33 yards. And then you have likely step in and have 70 plus yards and a touchdown. Well, I'm guessing Andrews would have been over a hundred and a touchdown in that game. If you put it all together. So I would still want to hold on to Andrews. When you're talking about your RB2 spot, I've said this before, that's the one spot where you can feel pretty confident that if you're aggressive on the waiver wire as the season goes along here, you're going to find somebody. Now, you've struggled, obviously, like you're saying, having A.J. Dillon and not really be able to find somebody off the waiver wire since week one. But I would continue to play that game in my mind. Like, what's your record right now? Um, I'm 3-4. and four. This is a 12 team, and eight teams go to the playoffs, and... I'm right on the edge. I'm, I'm, I think I'm like eighth or seventh right now. So, okay. So eight teams means, you know, you got a pretty good shot then to sneak in there as long as your team doesn't completely crater. Um, I would keep playing the waiver where I'd keep stacking my bench with just a ton of upside backups, whatever you can get. Like there's guys that are available in so many leagues right now, like Zamir White, for example, I had him in start, sit, stash, quit last week, but Josh Jacobs getting all this volume. And yet people aren't really talking about Zamir White. What happens if Jacobs goes down and Zamir White, the rookie there that they seem to like and, you know, who flashed a little bit in the preseason was a prospect that I liked coming out. And now with the way that backfield's producing, I think he's a guy that if Jacobs gets hurt, could really step up. And I think right now White's available in like 98% leagues or something like that. So that kind of guy, you, you grab a bunch of them, you throw them on your bench, you hope that one of them hits and you stay aggressive on the waiver wire, you know, whenever we're hearing about a, a starter who's ailing, you try to go out and either make a trade for that backup or you try to go out and pick that guy up off the waiver wire to fill that spot. And that is the one spot. When you look at that RB2 position, you can find guys that are going to get opportunity as injuries hit along the way, whereas trying to fill your wide receiver two or trying to find an elite tight end it's nearly impossible. Like in the leagues that I have, I went elite tight end for the most part, I'd say in the majority of my drafts this year, but in the leagues that I don't have that, 
it is almost impossible to trade for Andrews or Kelsey. So I would really want to hang on to them. That that's sort of my my final thought on it. Okay, and and for um, I mean, I th- I, th- I think the best backup to have is AJ Dillon, but you know we haven't get we haven't gotten anything from him so far yet. And I also have Elijah Mitchell, but with the with the um, McCaffrey trade, I don't I don't think he has va- has any value now. Like I think he's droppable now. Do you agree? I don't think that Mitchell's droppable um, because all signs were pointing towards him coming back here after their buy. I haven't heard any updates, but I haven't heard anything negative about it either. Now, it's possible that they made the McCaffrey trade because something happened with Mitchell's recovery, and we don't know about that yet. That's definitely possible, but it hasn't come out. Um, So right now, I'm sort of approaching it as Jeff Wilson is the backup this week, then they have a buy, and then there's a very strong chance that at that point, Elijah Mitchell's activated in week 10 and he could step right back in and be the immediate backup. Because when you look at that backfield, McCaffrey, obviously clearly the starter now, clearly the guy that's going to get the the most snaps, the most touches. But if you look at the other backs there, Mitchell is the most talented of them when he's healthy. So unless something happened with his recovery that we don't know about yet, I still view him as the number two in that backfield once he's healthy. So I would look to him as another one of those high upside backups, sort of like a, an Alexander Madison. And unfortunately, like an AJ Dillon, who we thought AJ Dillon was going to give us flex value this year. He hasn't really done it recently, but still has incredible upside if something were to happen to Aaron Jones. So um, I would have Mitchell right in the group, like rest of the season. I have him ranked with those guys as a, a high upside guy. If something were to happen to Christian McCaffrey, who, Everyone wants to talk about, you know, a guy that gets hurt, a guy who's been hurt the last couple of seasons. What if the 49ers traded for McCaffrey and he goes down? So if that were to be the case, I think Mitchell would be the one to step in. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. Appreciate you calling. Appreciate you messaging. And we will keep going here. Go to Jason next. Yeah, this is the time of year. Bye weeks are hitting. You're seeing some people have tough decisions to make with their lineups and they drop some of those backups, some of those backup running backs that have that elite upside. You want to pounce right away and, and try to get them. Jason, how you doing? Good yourself, Justin. Happy Friday. I'm great. Happy Friday to yeah, you too. Good. Just a uh, quick question for you. Thinking about, uh, I'm five and two right now, sitting in first place, thinking about playoffs and trying to potentially get an elite tight end. Right now, I've been rolling with Friermuth, but I have an offer on the table to get Pitts. I know Pitts has been the disappointment, but with the potential there, do you think you'd make that move for the ceiling to potentially come or take the safety in points with Friermuth? No, I'd stick with Friermuth. Right now with Pitts, like we know the talent's there. We know he has all the ability in the world. If he was in an offense where he was getting the kind of volume that Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey were, he would be right up there with them. I'm convinced of it. But with the way that that Falcons offense has been deployed this year, the volume is just not there in the passing game. And they've done pretty well this season. So there's really no reason for them to change, right? Like there's no reason for Arthur Smith to all of a sudden pull a 180 and start throwing the ball, you know, 40 times a game, which then would give more value to Drake London and and to uh, Pitts. Uh, guys that you spent these first round picks, these high first round picks on. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I, 
I'm furious about that because I have London a few spots. I have pits a bunch of places in Dynasty. But um, right now in, in redraft leagues, I am not looking to acquire Kyle Pitts. And he is almost borderline droppable, to be honest, in my mind. Um, in the rest of the season rankings, I think I have him outside of the top 15 now. I, I would look to a lot of those other guys, even though Friermuth doesn't have the elite upside that Pitts has. I think he's going to be the much better fantasy play the rest of the way. Awesome. Thanks. Have a great day. Yep, for sure. You too. Still got lots of time. Devontae Adams looks like he's going to practice today. That's good news. He has been out. He has been sick. Apparently he had a bad flu, they called it. And, you know, not practicing the first two days of the week, always scary. But if he's practicing today, normally when guys have colds and stuff early in the week, they're able to get over it and play. So fingers crossed that Devontae's going to be out there this week. Jake, how are you? Hey, Jake. How's it going? <laughs> right on. Very few people know that. I know that you've been listening for a while if you know that my nickname's Jake. <laughs> hey, so I got a question. I'm uh, doing pretty well in my dynasty league, but um, at the start of the season, I had for my running backs, JT, Swift, AJ Dillon, Javante, and Damian Harris. And I was going in thinking, like, who am I going to start? And now I'm thinking, who am I going to start? Because all those guys are hurt. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was thinking about because Javante his injury is really bad. I've heard that he might not even be back for the 23 season. Just looking at Dobbins. I'm wondering if I can trade him and some other pieces to get a running back like ETN or Walker to compete now. So my question was, if you had a preference between those two to target for a dynasty league, who would you pick? And secondly, um, are my fears grounded? Should I be worrying about Javante for next year? I would be worried about him, especially for the start of next season. Like if they, play it slow um, which I always think teams should when you're talking about a star player I don't think you should rush rush the guy back for the beginning of the year like we saw some teams do this season whether it was you know Chris Godwin or we thought that Dobbins they took a couple extra weeks and then he got out there and he still ended up getting hurt too Um, so I do think that you're you're wise about that one if you're a contending team right now especially you want that extra piece you don't want to have to wait for Javante to come back you could make that trade if I had to pick between Walker and, and Travis Etienne, I would probably go with Walker based on what we've seen so far. They're very, very close, though. I would almost value them both as top six or seven dynasty running backs at the moment. So either way, if you can pull one of those trades off, I would probably do it. And uh, yeah, I don't have a huge preference between them, but Walker's look really explosive. And I like what we're seeing. And there's still something about Travis Etienne for me that I worry that he doesn't really have the, I know he was durable in college, but there's something about him that he looks kind of thin out there. And I worry that he's going to get banged up and, and break down over time if he's getting uh, kind of massive volume. And they've almost said that as well. Like Doug Peterson, after the trade came out and said that they want to make sure that Michael Hasty's getting touches because they want to keep Etienne healthy and that Etienne's role is not going to change that much. And they're not going to overwork him and all this stuff. So um, I would probably look to Walker because I think that Seahawks offense, especially when we get to next season and maybe they have another upgrade at quarterback. They had a few more pieces there. Um, that offensive line looks a lot better than we thought it was going to be coming into the season. So I like Walker quite a bit. Thanks. I was a little worried that, uh, Carol might bring in another running back next year. So that's yeah. <laughs> why I was leaning towards ETN, but, um, I, I guess it's reassuring that you can't go wrong for either. Are there any other last question? cheap running backs that you target for uh just this year for the i mean how cheap are we talking like you're talking dynasty cheap yeah dynasty cheap um less than a first 
Yeah, I mean, right now I would still be trying to look to get Isaiah Pacheco if you can. Um, He's the on news. The bench. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's a good one. Um, yeah, if you're looking for like rentals, like Deonta Foreman could be a guy um, that steps up. We got Hubbard hurt right now. I know Hubbard technically got the start last week, but Foreman produced really well. Hubbard's hurt. Foreman will get another opportunity to showcase himself. And we already saw Foreman be a, an excellent piece. I picked him up at a couple dynasty teams last year down the stretch when he was filling in for Derrick Henry and he helped me uh, to a couple titles. So uh, he would be a guy that you could look at <sighs> always tough. I mean, to go through this off the top of my head here, as far as cheap options, um, you, you know, you could look at the Baltimore backfield with Gus Edwards already getting banged up a little bit. Um, Justice Hill, somebody that I've tried to pick up and stash quite a few places. Jamichael hasty, who we were just talking about with Travis Etienne is somebody that's available still in a lot of leagues who, you know, I grab him. Depends what you're looking for. Like, I'm always, at this point in the year in Dynasty, I'm always scouring the waiver wire and trying to pick up as many, you know, one injury away guys or maybe two injury away, but guys that are the third running back who I think have the talent if the opportunity got there. Um, looking at guys like that. And Hasty, somebody who was the number three that obviously it's opened up for him a little bit here. We could see some flex value. And if my concern, Travis Etienne, are true, we could see Hasty actually become the starter at some point. So um, he would be another guy that I would look at. But yeah, that's that's one that maybe I should tackle um, maybe on the Tuesday show next week. I'll try to come up with some options because I'd rather sit down and take some time than trying to come up with them off the top of my head in, in terms of guys that you can make trades for in Dynasty. And also, um, I'm going to do a Dynasty episode in a couple of weeks here. Uh, the Wednesday show, two weeks from now, I believe, is going to be purely Dynasty. So maybe that'll be the time where we can hit on that as well. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. We will keep moving on. Matty Ice. Hopefully this isn't poor Matt Ryan who got benched. Not that he didn't deserve it. Not that he wasn't classy about getting benched. But uh, yeah, tough, tough thing to see for a veteran who's been good for a long time, but definitely was not doing that great this year. Matty Ice, how are you? Hey, what's up, Justin? Um, been a long time fan of the show. Um, I have a quick question for you because I got a split here in a couple of minutes. I was reading sure. through your start, sit, stash, quit, <laughs> and my one in six redraft team is a uh, island of misfit toys. Actually, I've got <laughs> Najee Harris, Daryl Henderson, um, Brian Robinson, and MG three. Who would you start at running back this week? <laughs> so, Daryl Henderson, Brian Robinson. Who are all the names? Najee again? Harris and uh, Melvin Gordon the third. Yeah, I, I would still go Najee Harris. I know the matchup is terrible there, uh, but none of those guys are really in great spots. Henderson's been sick this week. He's going up against the 49ers. You know, Melvin Gordon, they're making the trek out there. He's splitting the the backfield duties, and they're going to London for that game. We'll see what Russell Wilson can do coming back. I would go Najee Harris even in a bad spot, but, yeah, unfortunately, none of those guys are are really strong plays this week. Um, I also forgot to mention Brian Robinson. Sorry, I have him as well. Yeah, Br Brian Robinson. The problem with Robinson is he's basically touchdown or bust. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he's one of those guys that he's not getting a ton of receiving work. He's really not getting much receiving work at all. And they're using those other backs. Unless we see Antonio Gibson get traded away and it becomes a, a two-man backfield. There's been rumors of that, but I know Ron Rivera today kind of shot that down. Uh, we've seen Antonio Gibson getting involved in the passing game and still getting a decent amount of touches. J.D. McKissick's not getting pushed to the bench completely yet. So uh, Brian Robinson's a, a tough play. You really need him to find the end zone or he's not going to pay off for you. Yeah, I'm just praying 
for uh, points this weekend. I had Rashad Bateman put up a bagel last night, so that's always great. <laughs> Any chance you could maybe pa- package a couple of those guys together and try to upgrade or you know convince another manager it's maybe running back needy that you could give them a couple pieces and maybe you can get a, a better player? That's always the the goal, but then you've got that stink of a one and six team on you, so like no one wants your players, you know. For sure, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much for taking the question, and uh, I'll hop in here next week to listen to the Q and A. Sounds good, thank you. Apologies, I think I cut you off too quick there. Accidentally hit the button, but always appreciate it. We will go to Gloria next here. Yeah, it's it's always tough when you have that sort of gaggle of players that are all kind of bad starts and you got to pick between them you almost just want to flip the coin but can't do that uh gloria how are you i'm good thank you so much for um taking my question i have uh i am like falling a little bit too in love with khalil harbert i think uh i have him both my leagues i'm trying to understand you're pretty low on him it seems and um obviously i'm just in bye weeks right now waiting for cordell patterson to come back so he's sort of been my rb2 but I also have Daryl Henderson, who you also seem, seem to be very low on. So um, I guess my first question is, which of those two would you play this week? Um, and why are you so low on both? And then I have one other quick question after this. All right. So I'm so low on them this week because of the matchups. Uh, Henderson against San Francisco. And we know the Rams offensive line. They're hit with even more injuries here. Um, Henderson coming off an illness early in the week, too. That doesn't help either. But that matchup with San Francisco and the state of their offensive line against that San Francisco defensive line, that's a, a big problem in my mind in that game. So that's kind of the concern. I would play him over Herbert because I think he has more guaranteed touches. So that's why I would go with him because Herbert, the matchup against the Cowboys, that is one of the most difficult matchups for fantasy running backs. We know that offensive, that defensive line in, in Dallas is fantastic and that defense as a whole has been playing really good. And even though they're saying that it's hot hand for the Bears – it really hasn't been yet. I know last game saw maybe early signs that it could be going that way, but David Montgomery still got a, a ton of work in that game and was still leading the way. So that's why with Herbert, I mean, he's still more of just a, he can give you some flex numbers. Uh, you know, we've seen him make a couple big plays, but I still think we're, you know, maybe a, a week or two away from seeing him uh, take over more work or, you know, maybe we'll see a David Montgomery trade happen. That could kind of open things up for him, but Right now, he is still the second back uh, on a team that looks like they're going to have a tough week. I mean, they're big underdogs in that game against Dallas, and they're in a really tough matchup for fantasy backs, too. So being the second back in a backfield that has a very tough matchup, not a great play for fantasy in my mind. Okay, that's excellent points. I guess I just, I, you remember when he did that against the Bucks last year? That was like the impenetrable run defense. So I've like, yep, I think I've, sure. I've, I've held on to that from him um, and think that he can like beat anyone. Anyway, the <laughs> second question is, uh, what do you, unfortunately I have, well, I don't know, but I have Debo and Ayuk, which is, sort of annoys me. And obviously if Debo doesn't play this week, then I'll just play Ayuk. Would you try to move one of them and which one? I mean, to be honest right now with Debo dealing with the hamstring injury and him being the the bigger name, it would be tough to trade him because of the injury at the moment. So you'd probably have to wait a week or two here until he's back in the lineup, maybe even until he has a big game. But um, if you can get something good for Debo, I would probably be more willing to move him just because I don't know what you're going to get for Brandon Ayuk. Like the stats haven't been huge. He's been pretty consistent. He's been pretty solid as more of the wide receiver three flex play, but 
doesn't sort of have the same, uh, you know, cachet, I guess, that, that Debo Samuel has. So I think you get a better return on Debo. And when you're talking about a skill position player who has a soft tissue injury, that's always concerning. You're worried about them aggravating that or it potentially, you know, becoming a longer term thing. And how many receivers have we seen that happen with already, right? Keenan Allen had the hamstring issue. He tried to come back and practice the one week, aggravated it, missed another game or two. Uh, John Dotson, same thing we saw before week seven. He aggravated the hamstring issue and now he's still out. He's missed two games since. So I think with Debo, that would be my concern with him and I would try to, to make a move. And also, Debo, I worry that with Christian McCaffrey there, some of those things that Debo does in the offense, maybe McCaffrey starts to get some of that work and Debo doesn't get as many touches out of the backfield and that starts to happen for him. So because of sort of the the name value and you know him obviously having a better track record of production, he would be the guy that I would look to to move if he can get something good for him, but might be tough this week with the issue with the injury. I know. I think it might be, get tougher, unfortunately, once they get CMC in there and really take what I'm worried that he's really going to suffer even more, more than Ayuk because yeah, of that CMC. Definitely could be the case. So, I mean, okay. Thank you. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to like hang up, but I just want to also see, I, ju- I dropped Gallup. Are you like, it seems like you're pretty low on Gallup too, even though it seems like num- like he should be good, but do you have, are you just waiting or do you think he's droppable? I think he's droppable. It always depends what you're picking up off the waiver wire, but I think he's droppable at this point. Um, I hope that as the season goes along, he's a little healthier. He's got a little more of that explosiveness back. And, you know, with Dak back now, uh, you know, another game or two with Dak and that hand feels a little better. Hopefully that passing offense can get going. But right now, I mean, we're seeing so many of these guys that came back from injury last year just not really have that juice, right? Whether it's been some of the running backs or or some of the receivers, like Chris Godwin's getting a lot of volume, but Chris Godwin doesn't look like the same player right now, unfortunately. So you hope that as the season goes along, they get a little healthier. But right now with Gallup, I mean, anytime a guy puts up a a zero like that and he's the type of player that Gallup is, you can probably move on for something on the, the waiver wire if there's something good out there. Okay. Thank you so much, Justin. Yeah, for sure. You're very welcome. Try to hit a couple quick ones. We will go to Mark. I normally don't go to, to people that don't have the uh, profile picture, but we'll give it a shot. Don't let me down, Mark. How are you? You're muted. Oh, no, Mark, you're making me regret going to somebody that doesn't have a picture. You're still muted. All right, we are moving along. See, there you go. I learned my lesson. Don't click on somebody that doesn't have a picture. Fake Brian. I love that name. Hopefully fake Brian is real. Let's see if fake Brian is here, if he is real, and if he has a question for us to answer here before we get out. Oh, oh, fake Brian, we got you. There he is. Quick question. What's up? Uh, At the tight end spot, I'm in tight end hell with Kyle Pitts. So I don't really know if I should just drop him at this point or... Who would you be dropping him for? So I picked up Dawson Knox. I have two tight ends. I have Josh Allen, so I figured I'd get Knox to like maybe try getting the stack. Uh, The other options is like Gusecki. Bryant, uh, not much. <laughs> yeah, I think Gusecki could be a good play this week. I don't love Gusecki long-term unless he gets traded to a different situation, but um, Gusecki this week going against the Lions, that's a game where you expect the, the Dolphins to have a lot of scoring opportunities, so we could see Gusecki have a pretty good game. And recently, the last couple games, uh, he's put up pretty good stats. He's gotten uh, a better target share in the offense, so... Uh, he could be a guy for this week, but in general, if you have Josh Allen, I don't mind right now carrying Knox and Pitts and kind of seeing that how the next couple weeks play out. 
they're kind of similar at this point. Like Knox is a touchdown or bust guy and Pitts, we're just hoping something changes in that offense. But I, I worry that it won't, but I don't have the guts to drop Pitts. I'll be honest with you. Like the spots that I have him, I don't think I could drop him anywhere. Yeah, I completely like that's, that. it's just, I'm right. Like to, to click that button sometimes, even though my head is telling me that I probably can, it's like, the I don't know that I can actually I do it. I can't bring myself there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I might have to die on that hill. Well, I'll just hold on to Knox and Pitts for now, and hopefully something good happens. Yeah, play Knox this week. I hope that you get something good happening between him and, and Allen, and you get a touchdown in that game. And then, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that we see something different from the Falcons at some point here, but I'm not overly confident that's going to happen. What would be the point you would say you could drop Pitts? Like, I feel like we're close to that. I mean, we are vi- no, it's we're there. Okay. Don't get me wrong. We are there. Like, He's only had, what is it, like one game over 30 yards this season? Like, he had yeah. that one game where he had, like, 80 yards. And he had a touchdown in another game. And, you know, so he was okay for fantasy that week because of it. But the production has just been horrific. So, yes, you are there. If, if there was another option, like, if there's a, a non-tight end, for example, you just want to use one spot on tight end, you decide, okay, you're going to stream, whether it's Dawson Knox or Gasecki or whoever each week and you want to use that pit spot on another position, I would do that, but then that comes down to who are you picking up. Yeah, like I don't really want to do that for like a backup running back and hope. Yeah, if it's a good backup running back that has a lot of potential, I would. But yeah, if it's just like a really, really deep backup running back, like if it's a Samaje Piran, I wouldn't do it. But if it's, you know, the Alexander Madison, you know, Jalen Warren, if it's one of those types, then maybe I'd consider doing it. Okay, give him something to think about. All right. Thank you. Got to keep moving on quick here. Appreciate the question, though. I'm going to do one more. We got one more here, and we are going to go to trying to see if I can find somebody that I haven't answered a question for before. Not that I'm not going to go to you again if you you keep coming back, but for the question, let's see if we can get somebody new in here. See if we can get Israel. Israel, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good stuff. You were the last question of the day. Hopefully, I can help you. And I just turned in as well, so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so looking towards the upcoming weeks um saying who to keep out of all this list of receivers i have stashed claypool mckenzie michael thomas and Caderius tony i'm gonna have to make some space next week because of ice so okay wondering who out of out of all these guys to keep and who to drop so you can hold them through this week yeah. though okay so i would definitely hold them through this week um i wouldn't drop tony for sure because Tony, you know, the trade to the Chiefs, we want to see what happens there. And, and they're on by this week, and we'll see if he can come back and play next week. But we should have a better idea regardless once they're back at practice next week of maybe how soon he's going to come back and how quick he's going to uh, be in that offense. But um, I would hold because, you know, guy, a guy like Claypool could get traded. He's been in a lot of trade rumors. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to drop him yet. Let's see what happens there. Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, let's see what happens there. He had a couple bad games before the bye. They're coming out after the bye. Hopefully he can get it going again. If he has another bad game, then he would be a guy that I would definitely consider dropping. And I've mentioned Khalil Shakir, the rookie there, as a guy that people could kind of stash at the moment because if McKenzie has another bad game and coming off the bye, sometimes we see rookies get a little bump. Maybe we see Khalil Shakir start to get more work there. Um, and then, sorry, who was the, the other name? Who was the fourth name? Uh, Michael Thomas. <laughs> Oh, Michael Thomas. Oh, God. And you can't stash Thomas in like an IR spot or something? No, I got got, uh, Van Jefferson and Elijah Mitchell on my IR. Okay. 
to be honest, I would probably drop Van Jefferson then and I'd put Thomas into the IR spot if he really needed to open up uh, a roster spot. Because Van Jefferson, as much as I like him, he's probably going to need a, an injury to happen in front of him in that offense in order to have a ton of value. Uh, other than that, I don't think he's going to be a consistent fantasy producer. So he would be the one out of all those guys, if you had to make a drop right now, that I would drop. Fortunately, you get to wait a week here and see how it all plays out. and Maybe we'll get a look at Van Jefferson if he plays this week and actually get to see what he can do in that offense and how healthy he is coming back. And then you can go from there. But definitely hold this week and see how the trade deadline works. Maybe Claypool will get moved to a different team like the Packers and all of a sudden have way more value. And, and if he stays put with the Steelers, would you still keep him? If, if he stays put, um, I would still, out of all those guys, if we count Jefferson in there as well, Jefferson is the one that I would drop and then I'd throw Michael Thomas on IR and pick up somebody. All right. um, otherwise, it really depends what happens this week. Like I said, if McKenzie has a bad week, mm-hmm. he would be the one that I would drop. If McKenzie has a good week and Claypool doesn't get traded, then yeah, Claypool would be droppable at that point. All right, cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. No worries at all. That's a, a very interesting question, and it's funny around this time of year when you have all the the trade rumors going, how that could change things very quickly. We might see that happen even in the next couple of days here. We could see if uh, you know, even somebody like Cam Akers, who I don't like a lot at all, really, the rest of the season. I worry about the injury. I don't think he's completely healthy. I don't think he's back to himself. And I even put in starts at stash quit that he is a quit this week, but there's a couple deep leagues where I am desperate for a running back and I threw him on my bench just because I want to see what happens. If he gets released, if he gets traded, could he go to another situation where he gets more opportunity? Maybe, but yeah, a lot could change here over the next week or two, but I got to call it there. Unfortunately, if I didn't get to your question, I do apologize. I'm always sorry about that. Hopefully my content over at the score can help you get to the bottom of those lineup decisions. If not, Come see me during that Twitter takeover on Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern on the Scores main account. We will be answering questions there for a half hour or so. But until then, a big thanks for all these questions today. Big thanks to everybody who tuned in, even if you didn't get your question on. And we will see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby. Said leave on time. Leave on time with me.